Hello and welcome to this podcast and we're going to talk about anatomy today um, in a life of medical students. So my name is Carolina, I'm a third year medical student. I've done Gateway um, prior to that so this is my fourth year in medical school and we're just going to talk about what the importance of anatomy today and why. Uh, Why do we do it in the first place? So hi guys, would you like to introduce yourselves? Hello. Uh, my name is Humam. I'm a third year medical student as well here at the Holyoke Medical School. And I love anatomy, so let's talk. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hi, I'm, I'm Kat Sanders and I'm a senior lecturer in clinical anatomy. Uh, and I also love anatomy. <laughs> we all love anatomy. <laughs> we all love anatomy. That's brilliant. <laughs> Common ground established. <laughs> so guys, why do we do anatomy in the first place? What's the point? So... For me, it's what I always say kind of at the start of students coming into mm. anatomy from, from year one is, you know, we like to boast in the anatomy department that it's the foundation of medicine. Yeah. Um, and you're going to do loads of anatomy in your first couple of years, and we call it anatomy. Mm. But then later on, you're then applying that anatomy to other fields. So yeah. imaging, radiology, you know, that's anatomy through a different view than what we have in the lab. Um, pathology is anatomy gone wrong and the signs and symptoms are anatomy and clinical examination is anatomy applied. So it's something yeah. that you gets followed through all the way through medical school. It's just once we've got those basics nailed down with you, we start calling it for what it is once it's applied to a new field. Definitely, because we stick to anatomy in the first, the first two years. Um, we do mm. core anatomy mm-hmm. just to kind of, once we're thrown into the clinical years, we know what we're talking about. And once quizzed by the surgeons, especially by the surgeons, <laughs> we don't want to um, panic on the spot. And once Kat trained us uh, to the core, we know what, we know <laughs> what we're talking about. Skills from Kat before. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, I think anatomy is like... It's got a special place in your heart as a medical Ooh. student, isn't it? It's like a special mm. thing, it's a new thing. Yeah. Uh, you can't still remember the initiation ceremony where like, you've got <laughs> the cadaver the in the middle yes. and the induction. Yeah. And, uh, you have like all the medical students and the cadaver is like uncovered bit by bit. Mm-hmm. It's just like it's got a special feel to it. And mm. then as you learn anatomy, you're kind of like learning a new language in a sense. Yeah, I remember... Absolutely. The very first few sessions were like focusing on how to describe anatomy, how mm-hmm. to describe the anatomical position, uh, where are things in relation to each other. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> you guys might yeah. not know this, but supination, pronation, yeah. <laughs> and adduction, abduction, flexion, we, it's ingrained. <laughs> ingrained. It, and they do ask you throughout um, in your clinical years, they do like to quiz you on mm. those random little niche just to test your memory. Yeah. And it's about, you know, that language making sense as well yeah. and finding ways for it to make sense. So yeah. like Carolina was just then showing supination, which is the palms facing up. And we remember that as, you know, if you put your palms in, in front of you and cups, it's like, can I have some soup, yeah. please? That's supination. <laughs> yeah. um, and then the other way is pronation, like a pro basketball player, you know, bouncing the ball with yeah. the palm facing down. And these yeah. little like tidbits that you use to remember it until you yeah. actually just know it straight off the bat. Mm. And as I said, like when it comes to imaging and stuff like this, it is a basic language mm-hmm. now. So when you're describing mm. an image or like when you describe an X-ray, yeah. you're using all those terminology without like even realizing. Yeah. Uh, because you might be like doing that to a person on the phone who might not have access to the image. So through using those terminology, I think mm. you wouldn't yeah, get them too lost. Yeah. Speak in the same like, language yeah, as exactly. the other professionals you're working with. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And it's really important um, to establish your basics because without the basics, you can't progress further. Mm. And um, 
it feels tedious at the start because it feels <laughs> like A-levels um, because you're going to lectures again. And um, But it does really help. And mm. um, like her mum said, radiology. And yeah. it does link in mm-hmm. throughout the entirety of medical school and further on. And I'm pretty sure like you, you had the same experience as well. But like when you come as a first medical student, you're not really knowing what's expected of you mm-hmm. or how much you need to learn. Yeah. It's just like an ocean, isn't it, of things. Mm-hmm. You swim, swim, yeah. swim, and yeah. you do some more swimming. Um, and you don't yeah. know when to stop. But <laughs> with anatomy, uh, you like you look and you see all those big, big words. I remember like first time I looked at the sternocleidomastoid. Yeah. And it was like quarter of the page. And I was like, what even is this? <laughs> but then you learn it, you learn what it is, you learn how to say it and you use it. And you feel so good. Like, oh, I'm learning something. Yeah. Um, it's like you feel that instant kind of reward of knowing things and seeing you progress. Yeah, throughout definitely. what you know and yeah. what you don't yeah and that sternocleidomastoid muscle as you said yeah. you know like the importance of knowing that and what it is you know it's a muscle in the, in the neck and you use mm-hmm. it kind of you know, as a landmark point to take the carotid pulse exactly. like yeah. it's stuff that you use like day in day out where you might not be thinking oh i'm gonna find the sternocleidomastoid and go for the pulse you just know where to find the pulse because of that foundation exactly yeah. Yeah. and because the way anatomy is taught within holyoke mm. medical school we have pbl and it's related mm. so it's not like you're going into anatomy and we're talking about the hip and then you're going to pbl and you're going to be talking about childbirth or something else mm-hmm. completely out of everything is um related um, in its um, initial uh, steps so you will have the links and you will be able to be supported by um, teaching 100%. staff yeah, it's, it's clinically focused isn't it yeah. we're not just going there to learn random words yeah, and for the sake of it yeah for <laughs> yeah. the sake of it so yeah. as you said you would be learning the physiology of the organ how it actually works and then you'd go to see an anatomy and then yeah. mm-hmm. learn the clinical things and clinical skills or like how to use it and what mm. landmarks to use as well yeah. Because we do have prosections in mm. Holyoke Medical School, and do why is the reason why do we have prosections, not um, other things? Uh, yeah, so so prosections um, that word just means like professionally dissected. Mm-hmm. So it's something that's been pre-dissected. And for me, the reason why we don't teach by dissection is it's the opposite way of how you learn anatomy. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know we kind of teach you the skeleton and, and the bones, and then we add on the ligaments and then the muscles and the nerves and the arteries and the organs. And if you're dissecting, you're going from the skin down to the bones. So yeah. you do it in like the opposite direction of the way you learn it. If we use that skeleton as like a foundation. Um, that, you, know, you kind of need to see things mm. as we've been showing you in the lectures, see them in the lab, move things around, think about how that then looks under the skin when you're doing clinical examination. So prosections are a really quick way to get you to, to grips with that mm. anatomy and seeing those core structures. Yeah. Um, I mean... There's lots of advocates for teaching um, by dissection, and we use it in the Masters in Clinical Anatomy program. Um, But the the reason why people like to advocate for it is they say, well, if if you cut something once um, by mistake, you're never going to forget that structure. But if you've not learned the anatomy beforehand, you're going to cut so many things, (laughs) you will forget what it is that that you've gone through because you you didn't have that foundation. Exactly. So those prosections are are really important. Like, how Mm. have you found... I totally agree. I I like, I looked into this. Mm. So um, when I was applying to medical school, I was like, how does this medical school Mm. teach anatomy? Um, And some medical schools, they said, teach dissection Mm -hmm. or this prosection. 
and when like even now like I talk to some of my medical students friends mm-hmm. in other medical schools who do dissection like you have limited time at mm-hmm. the end of the day um, and you're there to learn you can only spend so much time actually getting to the structure yeah. and then when you do get to it as I said if you mm-hmm. cut the wrong thing or dissect mm-hmm. the wrong then are you having a clear look of what artery supplies the organ mm-hmm. or what vein supplies the organ so mm-hmm. I feel like when when you're going there I said like we're supplied with those pre-session worksheets yeah. that are quite handy so have an idea about like what you're gonna be ha- having a look at mm. and then you go in there you're only focusing on something that looks how it's supposed to look because mm. as I said like yeah, it's, it's not done by professional by other tissues yeah, yeah. And at the end of the day, if you want to go into dissection, mm-hmm. you can intercalate in anatomy mm-hmm. and that is open. You've mm-hmm. got the basics and you've got the foundations and you can progress and you can intercalate and um, further develop your skills then. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah and I feel that's the main kind of selling point for dissections when I was looking at it, mm-hmm. like seeing how organs relate to each other mm-hmm. or like where is this organ in relation to other structures. Mm-hmm. But I feel you do get that in pro-sections. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. And that's also supplemented by the complete anatomy that we get as well. Yeah. So that's a digital kind of app where like, you have access to the entire so uh, we have both. We've got yeah. the pro sections, and we've got supplemented by the technology, mm-hmm. and we cannot be more grateful to the silent donors. Um, yeah. We do hold uh, masses to celebrate um, yeah. their donations, and especially as a medical student, I could not be more thankful for mm-hmm. those donations because we do learn a great deal, and it's not the same with a book or no. with uh, no. uh, with a model because mm. they're completely different and you can see the variation between a person uh, yeah. uh, every human it's like that mm. beautiful privilege to to see the differences between Definitely. individuals and i think that's so important as medical students you know and you know doctors yeah. to be is to appreciate the differences between each and every individual Definitely. and that that can go right down to the mm. the anatomy which then yeah. in itself is something that you really need to be like clinically aware of um is knowing that sometimes things go in a different direction than yeah. the textbook says or that the model has got it painted on absolutely and, and yeah. as you said we do have thanksgiving ceremonies um every few years to really acknowledge that yes. gift and and invite the families um mm. so that they can see what a huge gift their loved one's donation was. I don't think I've been like to anatomy once without like between me and myself so, like thank you to those people. Yeah. And like sometimes we do discuss as a group like mm-hmm. you're actually gifting your your body kind of strangers to learn yeah. and there's like the good from within. Mm-hmm. Um it just like hugely appreciate it. Because that one mm-hmm. donation is saving so many lives in the future. Because mm-hmm. um we are going to become doctors in the end we're going to become surgeons in the end and the learning we gained from that is saving so many lives in the future yeah. and it's, it's just beautiful it is beautiful it's a big gift isn't it, it is it is gift. we yeah. are very privileged as a medical circle uh, to have that um because obviously like ma'am you've mentioned technology we do have those um vr kits um further on in the clinical years we have um further models but it's not the same it's never mm. going to be the same as a hands-on experience. Mm. Yeah, it's not because like now when we go into surgery and see how surgery is done, we're always comparing what we've seen in surgery to what we've seen in yeah, the lab. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. 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 getting applied. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. Mm-hmm. And you do remember um, when uh, Peter's coming around and quizzing you uh, <laughs> on the different parts and you just remember shoulders, 
knees and you remember those little aspects of anatomy uh, that help you in those clinical years when the, um, the surgeons are grilling yeah. you on that and mm-hmm. like also when uh, as Kat mentioned we're doing like the clinical examination mm-hmm. uh, like I felt an enlarged liver the other day um, and it was like cool but at the same time if I hadn't felt a liver before how would yeah. I know or like how would I know where a liver is like yeah. or how does it mm. feel like or am yeah. I feeling liver What's am I feeling <laughs> yeah, yeah. Am I feeling something yeah. else yeah. Um, yeah so it is, is extremely important because like, I don't know if you remember we did have a liver which has com- was a completely abnormal uh, abnormal in the anatomy mm-hmm. uh, session yeah. and you were feeling it I was like this is not normal this yeah. is this patient had something and you step outside that lab and you think of so many different things and then you experience a patient and you feel something abnormal like you said and you just know you just yeah. know don't you yeah um which is a beautiful because that we're all got that Sherlock Holmes mind now and we, it just links in it just links in and you get in grabbing those um, experiences yeah. and it just once you get that puzzle complete it's beautiful mm. so yeah. Kat you've done a great job <laughs> yeah you, <laughs> you have yes it, it's genuinely yeah. a team effort I mean we've got so many anatomists here at, at Holyoke Medical School um, mm. so yeah we all get to see you and see you develop but you know, like you say you know, you're coming into anatomy thinking okay I'm, I'm going to learn the anatomy and by mm. the time you're leaving that session you're thinking you know, why was it like that? And, you know, what pathology might have caused that? And what impact would that have had on a person's life? And then you're going into those years where you're going out on placement, you're examining yeah. uh, patients and you're, you're like, oh, it's an enlarged liver. I, I know that. And that's, you know, that extra add-on of anatomy yeah. you know, that you don't necessarily think about when you're going into the lab. Yeah. But once you leave and you know, years down the line, you're applying it, you know, that, that knowledge really coming to the fore. Yeah. yeah, it's like a, an unconscious... Um, competence mm. yeah right yeah. it's um it's so ingrained that you don't have to think about the anatomy because yeah. it, you just know it in the background definitely and that's that's what you need mm-hmm. yeah top tip from me for any aspiring medics or people <laughs> who are going to start medical school uh, learn your anatomy from anatomy <laughs> booklets like those you anatomy could, booklets yeah. were so useful mm. the night before like literally <laughs> have a look and then, so when you're going to the lab, you're not really mm-hmm. focused on like, what is this? You're more focused, as you said, yeah. like We're grabbing perfect. one of the anatomists yeah. to ask a question, uh, to look where the organ is in relation mm. to other organs and like yeah. learn more. But you come out of it and you want to learn more. You you do yeah. go back and you do look at the booklet. You want to learn more. You want to come back and you want to be prepared yeah. the next lesson. So it does teach you a lot. And it's, I think like you know, coming into the anatomy lab is like the last thing you do like each yeah. week. In, in medicine so you've got you've had the lectures you've had like yeah the start of your PBL so you kind of know the case that you're working on mm. you've then got the workbook that you're looking at so by the time you're coming into the lab you've learned quite a bit of it already and yeah. it's just that yeah. consolidation step and that working with the the human tissue and with, with us and asking us questions and more often than not us yeah. asking you questions yeah. um, being really awkward like that yeah. and then yeah, that, that nice kind of progression through the week mm-hmm. to get you to that point where when you're actually in that lab you you, you know the stuff and you kind of know what you don't know yet and yeah. what you need to get out of it mm-hmm. and then it consolidates everything for you before you go on placement and actually yeah examine that organ or that system that mm-hmm. you've been learning mm-hmm. about yeah looking back on everything as a third year now you see why it's there. You see why was the purpose of anatomy, why we had PBL in relation to this. It all makes sense 
retrospectively <laughs> in the moment you're just getting on with it because you're just getting on with it but it does have a massive impact on how we learn and why we're doing this it's it's just as a medical student some things you have to get through but as a as doing anatomy mm. it was 100 percent worth it and it was definitely useful um because and it just... was the highlight of our week oh, wasn't yes, it like yeah the night before it was like oh we have anatomy tomorrow Yay. we were always excited <laughs> to have anatomy <laughs> and placement because lectures like who's who's excited to go to lectures mm. no one the covid uh, kids we yeah. had lectures online and we <laughs> yeah. didn't know what it was like <laughs> going into a lecture and by be... going lectures like to yeah. your kitchen to watch the exactly <laughs> <laughs> We are constantly evaluating the anatomy sessions and our teaching. You know, there's stuff mm. we're implementing this year, and we've got plans, you know, three, five years down the track to be making it you know, better and better. And um, I mean, it sounds like it's got a pretty good starting point. Yeah, <laughs> for no, you guys, I, so. I do remember like you guys were mm. like always flexible, kind of mm. like, yeah. how would you like to be taught anatomy? Mm-hmm. Are there any things we can change? And you did actually change it for yeah. year two, and something mm. changed within the year as well. Mm. Yeah. So it's like very student focus in terms mm, like how would you learn best and, and what like how the team was very um, open to change and how you guys recorded whilst we were in mm. lockdown um, the lectures and everything and if we had honest feedback and we'd give it to you you guys would reflect on it and you would change around it um, and it felt like every student's um, point was valued definitely um that's core to our practice <laughs> is making sure that you know students have that opportunity to learn the way they learn because exactly. anatomy is so heavy mm-hmm. that people need to find their own way of learning it and to get it to stick in their minds so you yeah. know it's, it's really important to us that everyone has those those opportunities to make their own kind of curriculum out of the different learning yeah. resources and opportunities to, to get the most out of it and it's not like you're giving the support you're giving the support they're giving the booklets we can approach you mm-hmm. we can approach you and oh, ask yeah. you questions <laughs> it's not like you guys sit in your office and just go away don't touch Hide. us yeah. <laughs> exactly um we can approach you and um the whole team and environment is so um you could say comfortable and family-like mm. that you can approach um, you guys and can ask questions and can ask for the extra support. And that's throughout Holyoke Medical School. I haven't, have never found myself being in a group where I don't know what to do because there's always someone I could approach, even if it's my friends within uh, or just a team around mm. because there's always support there. And the mm. best thing is like when you're like so stuck and they come up with a trick to help you memorize something, <laughs> yes. you go like, whoa. Yes. It's just the alien drawings and different <laughs> different mnemonics and you just remember it for the rest of your life and um, there's always tricks and mm. things to help you yeah. around everything. One of the true joys as an educator is to just see that light bulb click behind yeah. the eye and be like, <laughs> I can see that you've got it now. <laughs> like, yeah. it makes sense to you now. And, and just to have those moments, you know, try and yeah. strive for them every day that we are in there. Mm. Mm. Because, to, yeah, to see, like, also just like the look of like satisfaction and happiness, like, yeah, it makes yeah. sense. And like, it's there are some gold. things, like, things in anatomy are named for a reason, mm-hmm. and there's like a structure kind of to be followed. And yeah. then when, you get taught something or like you learn one way of like how things are called or named mm. uh, then you would apply apply it to other uh, yeah. kind of structures to make 
educated guesses on yeah. what they might be called. Yeah. Or if someone, you know, when you're out on clinical placement, says a word, that you've got enough of that language that if you don't quite remember it straight off the bat, like, I can work out what that is exactly. based on its name. And in terms of how we approach uh, anatomy in later years, we, we spoke about uh, radiology. Is there anything that and we spoke about quite a few clinical bits. Is there anything that you've found specific um, in relation to anatomy, Hamam? Can you think of anything? I think like other than obviously radiology and mm-hmm. then the clinical examinations, you can imagine if you're like interested in going into surgery, mm-hmm. anatomy is going to be your bread and butter, isn't it? Of course. So you have to have some mm. basics and foundations going mm-hmm. into it mm-hmm. um, before, like if you're aspiring to become a surgeon, then... Might a lot mm. of people do intercalation as well, isn't yeah. it? Where they take That's a right. year out and they do specialize yeah. in, in anatomy. In depth. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and we do support each other, don't we? Yeah, 100%. <laughs> like loads of the time before or after anatomy is like, oh, I didn't quite get that. Mm-hmm. And then you'd have someone's like, oh, yeah, there's that trick to, to learn it or remember yeah. it's next to this or. Uh, at yeah. the end of the day, we are aspiring to be doctors, and you can be an aspiring surgeon. And in the back of your head, you're thinking, okay, they're com- we're competing with each other. But it's not like that in medical school. We're here mm. to help each other. We mm. all want to be doctors, and there's mm. all spaces to be those doctors. So it's not mm. like there's only two places for 200 mm. people. Loads of people think that, like, you're in a competition and you're <laughs> in that, but mm. you're actually a team. Yeah. And in here, we like we really support each other. I'm mm-hmm. pretty sure like other medical mm-hmm. schools would, would be similar culture as well. And we have a community going in here. Yeah. I, I haven't found it like in many other courses, mm-hmm. to be, like necessarily. Um, we look after each other. We go socialize with each other <laughs> outside of learning yeah. as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and we do actually like, I think, care for one another. We do, we do. We do like look after each other. And it's important mm-hmm. because... Our week is like pretty full on, um, and it is is nice. So please don't think that if you're gonna come to medical school, you're gonna be alone or, <laughs> or anything like this. It is hard, yeah, but we get through it together. We do, and we get the support from not only each other, but we do get the support from staff members and Holyoke Medical School as a school as well. Weekly emails, <laughs> weekly <laughs> emails, support yeah. and well-being. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And there's so many uh, different um, opportunities outside just the learning. For example, mm. you you did do anatomy. Um, clubs outside and revision sessions outside mm-hmm. um so there is it's a whole yeah anatomy talk as well where like yeah. other yeah. students would be kind of doing some sessions to teach other mm-hmm. students mm-hmm. Uh, we and those lot, were yeah. really useful a lot of our master's students in the clinical yeah. anatomy and clinical anatomy and education yes. programs you know they they you know, if they've integrated from him, so they come back into their fourth year, yeah. mm-hmm. and you know, they're straight to anatomy suck, and they're making videos and hosting revision sessions, because mm-hmm. like they've done it in so much detail over that year as well. You know, they, they can share that knowledge because teaching mm. is a, a fantastic way to learn uh, as well. So it's like sharing those mnemonics with each other. You know, yeah, no matter what year you're in, yeah. <laughs> yeah. helping each other to remember it and then know it and then understand it. Mm. Um, you know, it, it's a it is a team effort. Is and throughout as you progress on to being those doctors or um, healthcare professionals, we do work as a team anyway. Yeah. We do, as and a teaching is a big part of being a medical student and also yeah. being mm-hmm. a doctor, I think, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah, 
Right. We love the doctors that yeah. love to teach. Oh, we love them because uh, <laughs> to find a doctor that is willing to teach and being good at teaching mm, yeah. is really important for us as medical students. That's why um, getting yourself involved in those anatomy socks mm, and yeah. helping each other teach anatomy, you're gaining those skills of teaching yeah. that mm-hmm. you could progress on with in life and yeah. then teach medical students. So when you're supporting each other, like not necessarily like teaching anatomy, like when you're supporting someone else explaining another topic physiology exactly. whatever yeah. you because as a doctor as well if you think about it if you explain a condition mm. to a patient who's never heard the jargon words before mm. or like heard yeah. those fancy anatomy words before you have to explain things in a way that would make sense that would help them make sense of their condition exactly. uh, so i think being a bit of a teacher is a core competency and understanding <laughs> doctor, what you're talking yeah. about as well yeah yeah, yeah definitely mm-hmm. uh well great thank you guys um i hope you guys enjoyed this podcast today and um if you like to visit whole york medical school website for more information um just please um to see other podcasts as well um i hope you get into the medical school and you find this really useful thank, thank you guys, you guys. Bye. Thanks. Bye.